0: attention please stop walking while I'm squawking all aboard
1: hi everybody
0: hello 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 I'm Adam
1: and I'm Dana
0: and this is Gen D a podcast by millennialish parents about all things Disney in California I feel like every podcast we're gonna say that a different way like it's never gonna be like the same intro like one day, oh, yeah. one day I'll just be babbling and I'll say it's about, you know, uh, who knows. I <laughs> we don't even know what our podcast is
1: about, but we're here. We're doing this and we're, we're talking here. about Disney.
0: We're talking about Disney, but California Disney, not not the mothership down in Florida, because as we've said before, there are plenty of podcasts and blogs and this and that about Disney World. But this is all things California in Disney so lots to talk about today I don't know about you Dana but um, I'm exhausted this was a week and you like I don't think I've ever seen you look as exhausted as you did when we FaceTimed the other night uh, after on D Day, I guess we should we call it D Day? I don't know. The day that uh, <laughs> Disney tickets finally went on sale, you look like you had been to Warren back a few times.
1: I booked so many tickets. Ironically, I didn't buy tickets for myself on Thursday, but I bought a bunch of tickets for other people. It was nuts. I was so tired, and it was like my anxiety would just constantly go right back to 100. And then I would finally have this lull and be like, oh, I think I'm good. It was like just complete madness. Um, Ryan, my husband, came out into the living room and heard me. He's like, it sounds like the stock market is like crashing or something out here. Because you just keep going, oh, okay, we got to get tickets. We got to do it now, now, now. Like – I was manic. I was (laughs) manic all day.
0: (laughs) I think if anybody looked at our text chain that day, they would think we were absolutely crazy people. Like, yeah, I I mean, we there's we'll post this photo. I was set up with two laptops and an iPad and a phone uh, that morning. And I actually I got in before you. So I secured our tickets, which we'll talk about in a minute. But man, oh, man, that was I think I got lucky getting in as early as I did. Like that was just luck of the draw.
1: You totally did. I don't know how that happened. I mean, yeah. So let's take it a step back and explain what was going on with the whole ticket process because it was crazy. We knew this was going to be something similar to this when we did the Touch of Disney last month, but I mean, it was the same madness. Um, Basically, Disney announced, get on this website at 8 a.m. if you want to buy Disneyland tickets. And there's hoppers and there's availability and non-availability and all this racket. And basically, we all got on. I I got on at 630. I think you did around the same time. Yeah, I
0: saw saw your text. I woke up. um, Very little sleep. Our our son was uh, cranky all night that night and so I just kind of rolled into okay well here we are game day let's go like mission mission get the tickets i think that that video you sent me on tiktok basically summarized the whole thing of that woman with the avengers music going avengers assemble and 8am hits and she's like feverish, feverishly is that a word i don't know feverishly like pounding away on three laptops trying to secure her tickets so that's what yes. it felt like
1: It was awful. It was terrible. And so basically like eight o'clock rolled around and we all got this same, I think all of America got this same waiting room response that was like, the wait is almost over. You have over an hour to wait here or more than an hour. So it didn't even say like over an hour. You're like, okay, what is more than an hour? Is that an hour and 15 minutes or is that 18 hours, which we found out later it's the latter So
0: for some people, I mean, I, I just, I, I guess I got lucky because I was in and out before nine 30 with our tickets. I
1: don't, I don't know how you did it. I also don't know how I later got into the room a bunch more times yet. I had friends who were calling me and they're like, I'm not in it's 6 PM. What is going on? I have one friend who didn't, she, she signed in at 7 30 AM and didn't get in until midnight. What? Midnight. But I bought her tickets for her, so she was fine.
0: Eh, well, it's fine. So, anyway, look. You know, I think Dana and I are both. I think you and I are both uh, recovering still from that day. We'll, well, you know what? Let's just that. That's a good opportunity. Let's just dive into Mouse Musings and talk about it. Talk about that whole thing, Disneyland reopening and the stress that it caused all of us. The stress we like induce our, on ourselves just to be happy in a couple months when we go to the park. So, <laughs> so we talked. We talked about this briefly. You know, look, Disneyland. We all know we've said this ad nauseum is reopening on the 30th. I think they finally just now they might have DCA left available for you to go to on opening day on April 30th. But the Magic Kingdom, good luck. You can try to park hop there later in the day if you have a park hopper ticket. But if you haven't gotten your reservation yet, by the time you're hearing this, you're definitely out of luck. Um, And then the other big day uh, that you can't get into DCA first now. Actually, I don't think any of the parks are available On June 4th or June 5th, which is the opening of Avengers Campus. So I bet a lot of people were waiting and saying, okay, we're going to hold off and we'll come back to the parks and spend the cash because let's talk about how much cash this is costing. Um, It's insane. Actually, let's talk about that. So we bought two-day park hopper tickets that were about Mm -hmm. $290 a ticket, which was the going price for Disneyland when it was fully open before the pandemic shut everything down. So now Disney was like, "Okay, fine, we're going to reopen, but we're going to reopen at the exact same pricing structure that we had, minus a lot of stuff that's not going to be operating and our hours are going to be slashed. But yet we're like, please take our money, please.
1: Yeah, we're the schmucks that still bought tickets.
0: (laughs) So happily
1: and waited hours to do so.
0: Yeah. So they knew they knew they had their audience. And it's and on top of it, it's just Californians right now who can go to the park. So. Yeah. Anyway, look, you buy your, we, the reservation system was what it was. They had queues all over the place. Like you, you could get your reservation, you could buy your tickets, get your reservations. And then if you wanted to think about, oh, well, this might be a nice long weekend. Let's stay at the Grand Californian because it's reopening. So then you wait in another queue. And that's the one that we were in for hours. I feel like that was the never ending queue to get into the Grand Californian reservations.
1: Right. It took forever. And they didn't announce what the price tag for a hotel stay was going to be in advance. So we were all just kind of guessing. I was way off. You told me, you're like, oh, what are you smoking? Because that is not going to be the number. I guessed a standard room was going to be like 500 a night. And you're like, "Uh, no, no,
0: Was My guess was like 700, right?
1: Yeah, we were both wrong.
0: And then we get in there. And so we had heard. So this is what was so frustrating. You and I were texting back and forth. And one of your friends had gotten in and said the cheapest room was 749 a night. And so I was like, You gotta be kidding me. So then I was like, Well, I, I'm I'm this close. It says I'm three minutes away. I've been waiting for hours to get in. I have to see for myself. And then yeah, lo and behold, I get in there. A parking lot view room is seven hundred and forty-nine dollars a night. And let's be honest, like we've stayed there. It's not the super fancy hotel, like, by any mean for Disney standards. Like, it's a nice hotel, but, like, you know, some of the stuff they've got down in Florida are way nicer than what Grand Californian is. You're paying for the location. You're paying to be able to just waltz into DCA when you get up in the morning and not have to go through the rigor more of downtown Disney and Esplanade. But um 749 a night. <laughs> I know.
1: I know. It was Insane, And, I mean, look, if you got it, great. That is a great hotel. But we don't have that. Like, that no. is just too insane to no, be spending.
0: It's, it's too much. When you could spend all that money on all the snacks. So, uh, which I might do. <laughs> <laughs> all the margaritas and all the snacks is basically where all that money is going to go anyway that weekend. But, um so... Keep in mind we we hunted around and we we were on the Marriott website the Hyatt website and honestly right there off of Harbor Boulevard a couple blocks away from the Harbor Boulevard entrance to Disneyland which like insider secret sometimes that security entrance is a lot faster than the one over by the parking structure and all that. If you're parking and going in that way that that security line is insane. Now you add temperature checks on top of it and all those other things. So we ended up booking the Hyatt Place. They have cool rooms there that we just found out about. They've got bunk beds for kids, two rooms, and 180 bucks a night. So, sorry.
1: Oh, I'm so into it. I can't wait to stay at this hotel. I haven't told my four-year-old that there are bunk beds, and she's going to flip out. <laughs> Meanwhile, we, can't bu- wait to watch her face. we
0: booked the room with the bunk beds, too, because we were like, well, we because, you know, as you guys have heard by listening the last few weeks, we um, – you know, we have a two and a half, almost three month old. He'll be nearly four months when we go in June. And my husband and I have learned that if any of us want sleep, we, we split the night. So I, I take till 3 a.m. and then my husband takes over at 3 a.m. with Noah for the rest of the night. And... Uh, we we are fully on. We got the room with the bunk beds in one room and the king size bed in the other room like you guys have. And I guarantee you one of us will be sleeping on the bunk beds when the other one is dealing with Noah because it's the only way we get sleep at this point in our lives.
1: Oh, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. But I'm super excited and I haven't stayed there. It is one of their good neighbor hotels. So this is another thing if you are kind of newish to the Disney world. That's bad phrasing. If you're kind of newish to like just Disneyland itself, there's only three hotels. But if you're familiar with Disney World, there's like 25 resorts and they're resorts. They're gigantic compared to what we have here, which is like three small towers and a pool. And that's disneyland hotel for you yeah but and so don't
0: don't hate on the disneyland hotel because i've stayed at a lot of properties at disney world and the disneyland hotel is hands down my favorite resort out of all the disney properties the beds are the most comfortable disney beds i have ever slept in in my life the hotel is that old if you love the old school disneyland charm that is that hotel and it, oh, it totally. I love
1: it. I love it too. The headboards that play music. Yes, they're so sweet. The and I love night. it. But I'm just saying, there's not as much. If you're coming to Disneyland, there's gonna be so much, and you only know Disney World. You'll be like, "What is happening here?" And so, all that to say, there's a bunch of these. They call them like "quote unquote" good neighbor hotels that are like Marriotts and Hyatts that are only like between five to fifteen minute walk from yeah. Disneyland. So, I mean, when we those, did you can touch to Disney.
0: At. When we did touch Disney, we stayed at the Spring Hill Suites, which is across the street from the Hyatt place where we're going to stay when we go down in June. And honestly, it, it was literally a five-minute walk. We stopped at CVS on the way, picked up a bunch of big bottles of waters, chucked those on the bottom of the stroller because we all know a little bottle of water at Disney costs you $4 every time. So... We got bought some big old bottles of smart water, chucked them on the bottom of the stroller. We didn't have to buy water the entire day, picked up our sunscreen at CVS and then walked five minutes to the entrance. We're in the esplanade by like 10 minutes after leaving the hotel. That's which amazing. you can't beat. So we'll no, see. It'll probably yeah. be a little busier with the parks actually open, but uh we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so we're excited. We're going back. We're going back in June. We will, I think we planned this correctly. Like we're going to get to see the Marvel campus because it will have been opened. Um, we'll just, we're doing park hoppers. We're starting at Disneyland both days. That's another key factor because we really want to do the rise of the resistance. So you have to do the same racket that we did before, which is get in the second the park opens. Oh, but secure no, we yourself. don't. Wait, what?
0: Yeah. Ooh, breaking news. We can be sitting in the hotel having coffee at seven in the morning and book <gasps> our, try to get our boarding passes. So they're doing the same thing that Disney what? World has done that as long as you are linked together, you have a park reservation to start your day at Disneyland, you can try to get your reservations at 7 a.m., your boarding passes at 7 a.m. That morning, so you don't have to be. It's not the same where, which I think they're doing on purpose because that there is no such thing as social distancing when you are ramming into Disneyland to try to get in the gates by the time they open. So the park opens at nine, but you're gonna. I think it's seven a.m. You have to be on your app from wherever you are going in, trying to get the reservation or get the uh, boarding passes.
1: That's amazing. So does it matter if we're not staying at a Disney resort?
0: Nope. Nope, you can be anywhere. As long as you have the park reservation for that day and you're starting at Disneyland, you have all your folks linked. Also, pro tip, one person. So, you know, our family is going with Dana and her family. Everybody's linked on my app. So I'll probably be the one to go in and do it. Everybody can also be linked on Dana's app. But if I were trying to do it and Dana was trying to get a res- get the boarding pass at the same time glitch in the system, you knock each other out and you won't get a boarding pass. We learned this the hard way at Disney world. And apparently it's the same thing at Disneyland. Uh, The system Mm -hmm. will knock you out um, because it'll think you're trying to get it off of two devices. So pro tip one, one person in the entire party is designated the person to get the boarding passes. And if they fail, you can hate on them the rest of the day because they ruined the (laughs) trip. Um, So yeah, you can do that from the hotel. And then after, I think it's sometime after one, I can't remember exactly what time once I think it is one o'clock if you have a park hopper ticket and you have started your day at DCA you can try again for the afternoon boarding group or if you're still at Disneyland and you didn't make it in the morning you can try again for the one o'clock boarding group nice or whatever you want to call it so. Yeah, I'm so excited. I think it's going to be a little easier and we're starting at Disneyland both days. And if we somehow don't get Rise of the Resistance either day, I'm never going back and I want a refund. Um, <laughs> right. So <laughs> that's a that lie said, and you know
1: it. <laughs> you will always lie. go back.
0: I will keep going back and keep giving them my money. Um, we should at this point just give them like direct deposit access. Well, it's not direct deposit, direct withdrawal. Is that a thing? Just give them our bank accounts. And like I'm let pretty them sure they already it.
1: have it. I'm yeah, sure they probably. could easily get into my bank account. They're like, oh, yeah, she's a she's a heavy user. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can get into her account pretty easily.
0: <laughs> we probably signed something like a drug at one point. Um, all right, so that said, the other big news that I want to talk about are the dining reservations. So big, big, big deal, right? Uh, We all know the panic it was to get a dining reservation for Touch of Disney. I'm sure it's going to be as insane, if not more insane, when dining reservations open up on April 22nd. But there are some caveats I figured out this week. A couple things. One, some places are already open for reservations 60 days in advance. So one, mainly, the big one, Lamplight Lounge, is taking reservations as of now even for 60 days in advance. So not for us yet. I'm keeping an eye because right. we're not we're not okay. at our window yet. But then other places that take advanced dining reservations like River Bell Terrace, things like that, um, Carthay Circle, Alfresca Dining, uh, those won't open up until the 22nd. And then it'll be for 60 days in advance. So you and I don't have to jump on on the 22nd at the crack of dawn when everybody else is trying to get it because we're not going until June 25th. So then on the 25th, see, relaxing, right? Uh It's like zen. We don't have to have Uh a panic moment. Granted, I will still get on on the 22nd to double check to make sure. But um, yeah, so 60 days in advance. uh, If you are going before 60 days out from whenever you're listening to this, I would get on there and check to see if Lamplight Lounge. I checked in May this morning. They have availability for lunch and dinner for like a party of six uh, Mm. at Lamplight. In, on some dates in May. So if you want to go there and eat all the yummy food and drink all the drinks, um, also the best place to go to like eat, drink and then get a couple cocktails to go and put those in the stroller. So you've got some like, you know, Tito's and soda for your afternoon at DCA. Very Trap important knowledge
1: right there. Hey, you.
0: hey, you got to do what you got to do. Um, so I wanted to run through similar to what we did last week. Uh, I want to talk about the dining places that are going to be closed and get your reaction, Dana, okay. since you got my okay. reaction on attractions that are closed. I'm gonna, I'm not going to hit everything because this is like it's a it's a lengthy list of closed um, dining, but I want to hit some big ones. Uh, first one, Blue Bayou.
1: Oh, that breaks my heart. I get mm, I get why they can't open it because it is completely indoor dining, but. I don't know. That's also the place they're going to have the first, like, big alcoholic drink in the parks. Ah, I wish they could open that one.
0: But they might by June 15th if, you know, Gavin says we're all going to be back to normal. So maybe by the time we go, Blue Bayou might reopen, which would be key. Yeah, you're right. Um, Let's see. What else? Uh, Docking base 7 Food and Cargo is going to be closed.
1: I thought they had a little bit of outdoor dining space. Mm, you,
0: Maybe the, they don't. I think you're thinking of Ronto Roasters.
1: Oh, I think I am. Um, it's fine. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with but it the being food I, I'm great. never that impressed. Yeah. It's like cute because it's all Star Wars themed and I like how they their menu looks, but the food just kind of tastes pretty basic.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know the other thing that's not going to be open, which break my heart because I really wanted some jet juice. Oga's cantina.
1: Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: and I think oh. it's not open because it's technically just a bar and in California right now, only in some counties, bars can be open for outdoor service only, but not indoor. So I think that's why they're closed. But again, maybe by the time we go, it will be open and we'll be able to get some jet juice and bubbly whatever the bubbly thing is that changes taste in your mouth or whatever. It you makes know what
1: I'm your about? tongue like you know, all fuzz. tingly. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. pop rocks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Uh let's see. Uh a couple other ones, the Tiki Juice Bar is going to be closed.
1: Where is that? That's and right eventually? on your
0: way into the Tiki Room.
1: Oh, the one with the Dole Whips? Yes. Oh no.
0: But do not worry because the Tropical Hideaway will be open and they have the Dole Whip there.
1: Oh, okay. That's that's on the back side yep. of the
0: Tiki Room. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. So that'll be open and then uh let's see. Apparently, turkey legs are not going to be around when they reopen. Eh. I mean, that's that's like Disneyland staple. Like, you see people walking around with a giant turkey leg.
1: I've never... Here's a fun fact about me. I've never had a Disneyland (gasps) turkey leg. I don't want that. There is no possible way that that turkey leg should be that big i don't want any of those hormones in my body i'm probably already eating meat full of other weird chemicals and hormones as it is yeah, but, but that one is like blatantly obvious to be just incorrect and i'm like you know what no but no, I think i'm putting my foot down the, on the turkey leg
0: i think all of the food at disneyland probably has got god knows what hormones in it that's why it's seven
1: thousand percent but at least i know that I'm eating something delicious. Those things just look gigantic and wrong and terrible and no. But what's your take on the Plus giant I pickle? I don't like the smell of them.
0: What's your take on I the giant pickle?
1: I don't eat pickles. Oh,
0: no. We got work to do. The giant I'm pickle. Sorry. I love the giant pickle. And I, maybe I'm thinking Disney World. Yeah, I'm thinking of Disney World. Uh, in Liberty Square where they've got the giant pickles at that outdoor market where they have like fresh fruit and stuff like that, which they have at Disneyland. So maybe they have the pickles there. Um, OK, so real quick over at DCA, one of these that will be closed, which kind of is a little mind boggling to me as wine, the Wine Country Trattoria, <gasps> I can't say it. That makes oh no. no sense because it's ninety nine percent outdoors
1: yeah it's all pretty much all outdoors. why?
0: I It wasn't it
1: open for Touch of Disney?
0: Well, Sonoma Wine Terrace was open, which is like mm-hmm. half of it. So my guess is Sonoma Wine Terrace is going to be open where you can get like bites and wine and cocktails. My guess is they're gonna expand their seating over to the where the wine country restaurant would be. So you're not going to be able to get a you know fancy dinner right but you can get some bites and it's like a walk-up quick service that you can mobile order from. Um, interesting, so, but I don't know
1: more. well, I was just gonna say I don't know why they wouldn't open that one because it just is like more outdoor dining. Maybe it's a staffing thing. Maybe they don't Could have be. enough people that they've brought back yet.
0: Could be so okay, one place will be open, and that is over, and I of course now have completely blanked on the name of it. Oh no, uh smoke jumpers will be open at d c a and that was open for Touch of Disney. Now, Dana, mm-hmm. I know you're super upset that Blue Bayou won't be open, and I'm assuming because that means you can't have the Monte Cristo, right? Yes. Yeah. I well, love
1: the Monte Cristo.
0: I know, but you're going to be okay because guess what we can have at Smoke Jumpers? <laughs> They're keeping the Touch of Disney menu, and you're going to be able to get the Monte Cristo, the brisket mac and cheese, the s'more shake, all those yummy things that they had at T- Touch of Disney. They're going to keep at Smoke Jumpers. Probably, like, who knows if they'll keep the Monte Cristo there forever, but I'm guessing until... Blue Bayou at least reopens.
1: Okay. All is forgiven. I'm fine with this answer. Also, I hope <laughs> it's that like half size because that was the perfect amount versus like when you do go the Blue Bayou, I never order the Monte Cristo as much as I want it. It is like the size of my head and I can't <laughs> eat this whole thing. And so I just, I feel bad. So I never order it and I get something lame like the chicken and
0: whatever. I usually get the So I'm very chops. excited about this. The lamb chops the from chops. the Bayou that's really good, but no, it'll be the half size. Which the half size is like any other restaurant's normal size sandwich, so I think you're gonna be okay.
1: Okay, I'm into it.
0: Um, what is what is the restaurant that you are most excited to go eat at when we go back?
1: Lamplight Lounge, obviously.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: No question. Oh, so I miss good. it so much. I if you haven't been to Lamplight Lounge, it is so adorable. They took the old like aerials grotto Mm -hmm. restaurant a few years ago and switched it all to be pixar themed and they have like representation of every pixar movie on the walls like little props and stuff the food is pretty really good it's delicious Um, and their drinks are also amazing so i'm a big fan Yeah. I think that's another tip. Go for brunch. I think everybody goes for dinner and their dinner is awesome too. Their burger is so good. So good. The brunch I think is where it's at. They've got some really good brunch stuff. And then um, Adam and I figured out that they have a mimosa flight, which is Phenomenal,
0: and it comes out on this pretty like arch thing. It's delicious. Um, it's
1: a rainbow of mimosas. And also,
0: try to sit outside when you go there because they're lower deck outside on the water. You watch like the Incredicoaster flying by. It's so much fun, and it's just it's Aww. beautiful. And if world, if and when World of Color comes back, that is the prime dining reservation to get is like right when World of Color is about to start because you can stay there and watch World of Color from the deck, which is amazing. Those are almost impossible to book. You have to be on it, like, white on rice, yep. like, first yep. thing, in, as soon as those reservations open. But don't have to worry about that for a while. So that's, that's our bit about Disneyland reopening. I'm sure we're going to have a lot more. Uh, a couple other little mouse musings here. And speaking of a mouse, I have heard a little rumor. This is unconfirmed. Okay. But rumor that... As they're building Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and Toontown at Disneyland, it's going to be different than the one at Hollywood Studios in Florida. Which is rare because lately they've been like, we're going to build one attraction and we're going to duplicate it exactly because it's cheaper Mm -hmm. to just build two of everything and plop it down, right? Well, apparently, aside from it's not going to be at the Chinese theater, it's not going to have that look to it. It's going to have like this Toontown theater look to it, which we've seen the renderings. Uh, there is a rumor that the track and the rooms will be different slightly than what you have in Orlando.
1: Wow. Okay, I'm into that. I love. I mean, I love it when things are just slightly different. Um, yeah. It just makes it original. So cool. I hope that I'm ends excited. up being true.
0: It was. We wrote it. We wrote it in October twice um, when we were down at Disney World. Then it's a lot of fun. It's so creative and just it. It's so much fun and. Um, one of one of my friends who will hopefully have on the podcast soon, Jay, he actually, if you've ridden this, he actually did a lot of the work. Uh he was in he used to be an imagineer. And one of his last projects was doing a lot of work on this one room where they had this effect like you're falling down a waterfall. And so he did a lot of work on that, which was really cool. Like the ride oh, is just cool. it's fun. And so I'm excited for it to come. It's gonna fit in perfectly in Toontown. Like Toontown oh, needs yeah. something like that because like the most exciting they, thing they have back there is basically Roger Rabbit, um, So,
1: yeah, which just, is
0: fun I, in its own weird little way.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Have you gone on it recently?
0: I have. It's janky, but I love it.
1: <laughs> we took my four-year-old, who doesn't even know who Roger Rabbit is, and is just like, what is this? And I was like, I don't even know how to begin explaining Roger Rabbit to you, and she was
0: unimpressed.
1: But she <laughs> loves Toontown. So, I'm like, so all right, whatever.
0: Th- yeah, look, this is going to be a huge, huge, huge addition to Toontown because I feel like sometimes before we, before I had a kid and I'm sure you, before you had kids, you just kind of skipped Toontown. There was like no reason to haul all the it's way back the very, to that back corner.
1: Yeah. It's in the very back of the park. So it was easy to skip. I literally didn't step foot for a decade into that place. And then, you know, my daughter wanted the playground area. And even though that whole playground area is closed or will be closed, um it's great when it's open because she walks through all of the different characters homes and plays around and it's it's very cutesy.
0: Yeah. It, it is cute back there because you feel like you're walking into a cartoon when you go back there mm-hmm. which is fun. And so I think you know adding adding Mickey Minis is going to bring a lot more foot traffic back there. Which will be amazing. Uh, it's a fun ride. The the animatronics of Mickey and Minnie are mind blowing. Like just, it's so cool. Uh, I can't say enough. So that's exciting. And then one last bit of mouse musings for those of us like me up in Northern California. We have a little news up here as we've been reopening. The Walt Disney Family Museum is reopening on April twenty second. Uh, it's if you haven't been I have actually not gone all the way through it we've been to the gift shop which the gift shop has some amazing uh, Walt Disney family stuff and Disney old Disneyland stuff and all the golden books ever written for Disney stories are in there Um, they've got old history about Disneyland if you're a Disneyland nut it's worth going, and if you find yourself up in the bay or you live up here in San Francisco, go. It reopens on the twenty second. It's going to be open from ten to five Thursday through Sunday. Time tickets to promote social distancing, but they have like the one of the original models of Disneyland Park down there. It's really cool. It was Walt's daughter um, built this place Diane, basically. Diane, Diane built it, yeah. And it, it's really supposed to be this phenomenal museum. We went the other weekend. Because uh, they had a special exhibit open, which was Disney and World War II, which was really cool. Where you know, I basically we all know the uh, Three Caballero ride uh, at Disney yeah. World. Yeah, that I whole thing that was ride. basically propaganda during World War II. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, the entire movie Three Caballeros uh-huh. was Disney propaganda during World War II. To that was shown. Yeah, they basically got a bunch of Latin America or Latin, not Latin America, but uh, yeah, Latin America and Latin pop stars and icons to be in this movie uh, to sway the public. Disney won't admit it, but this is what it's known that this was like done to sway uh, those folks down there to side with the Americans during World War Two, not with the Nazis in Germany.
1: Whoa. Yeah,
0: mind-blowing. That's bullying. crazy. It's, the exhibit is amazing. And Mickey was nowhere to be found in any of the World War II stuff and animation that Disney did. Um, they made Donald Duck the center of it all, uh, which Why? was interesting. I could not quite figure that out, but Donald was the one that was the icon for everything. Um, they created 100-plus patches for different divisions of the military um, that were used, that the military commissioned from Disney, Uh, It's really, it's really fascinating stuff. So if you are up in the Bay, I would definitely go check it out while you can.
1: That's awesome. I've been twice to the Walt Disney Family Museum and both times it's incredible. And I think we spent hours before I had a kid, so we had hours to spend, but you can read so much. I think one of the coolest elements in there that I took away was that they have Walt's old train, his model train that he had in his backyard here in Los Angeles, and you've seen photos of him on it, Um, and it looks exactly like the Disneyland train but small, Um, they have a couple of the train uh, – like the caboose and I think the engine – there it's really
0: that's cool so yeah if you if you need your disney fix you're up in the bay area you're up in northern california head on over to the presidio go check it out make sure you get your tickets in advance and frankly if you don't live in california and you are visiting and you need a disney fix because you're banned from the parks uh you could go there and get your disney fix there at the walt disney family museum so that that's what we got that was a lot um there's always so much to talk about
1: yeah, who knew? We were like, oh, we'll have news every once in a while. Right now, there's just so much news. I'm sure it'll later. slow down one day.
0: It's fine. <laughs> it's know. fine. This is fun. Okay, so Dana, what what little life hack do we have? We promised we, promise we would have these parent hacks uh, throughout the podcast. So what do you got? What's our parent trap this week?
1: Okay, I was thinking about it this morning, and something that nobody – had shared with me and I figured this one out after our first visit to Disneyland with our daughter, who was I think one and a half when we first took her. Um, I always, I mean, what parent doesn't have a backpack filled with stuff like snacks and toys and, and, and everything. We always had a change of clothes, but one thing I never brought and I now always have in my backpack is a swimsuit. So even Disneyland and California Adventure have um, some little, like, water play features. My daughter is obsessed at California Adventure. There's this, like, Redwood Creek Trail. And there's a literal, like, creek that she wants to splash around in every single time we go. And even in January when it's cold out. It gets cold in California sometimes. Um, she wants to be in it. It does. 60
0: is cold now. Like, we've been I here know. for a year. We used to live in New York, so I don't want to hear it. But, like, 60 is cold.
1: Yep. Yep. So what we do is we bring a swimsuit for her when we go over there and she will play for like an hour. And I always, this is another tip, on Amazon you can get these things called wet bags and they're just like a waterproof like wet bag and you can throw that um, swimsuit in there once she's done Mm -hmm. Um, Zip it on up. It's not going to get the rest of the stuff wet in your backpack and you're good to go. So Mm. bring a swimsuit. You just never know, especially in Florida. If you're doing Disney World or Universal for that matter, they've got some very big water feature areas. So be aware of that. Um, Here in California, Universal Studios, they have a um, Despicable Me. So cute. A Despicable Me. like splash zone area and it's intense. It's basically a water park. And again, we didn't know that it existed and showed up. And we're like, oh, we should have brought a swimsuit. So the next time we went swimsuit, we spent half a day there alone. Oh, my God. Always pack a swimsuit. Put it in a wet bag. You can just throw that back in when you're done for the day. It is way better than um, not having one at all and then having your kid be stuck in wet
0: clothes the rest of the day. I can imagine when Epcot is fully redone and they open that Moana, like, Journey into Water thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Key. Right. Yep. Okay.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Go on Amazon. Those wet bags. I'm telling you, you need to buy these soon know, because you're can. you're gonna be there very soon. Well, um, right now we're amazing. basically
0: there because literally everything is wet because it's covered in spit ups.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Like, <laughs> Ugh, I don't miss. we actually,
0: days. it was so bad on our way back from he, he was spitting up so bad. We have we have a spitter upper. It's just a spitter-upper. That's what we like. That's his song. <laughs> like, instead of a fixer-upper. Yeah, anyway. Uh-huh. So, um, we like, uh, what, was it? what was it? Oh, we were at the airport. And he had just, like, so- soaked through a Mickey onesie. And it got, it was, like, past the point of saving. We just were like, you know what? We're going to let you soak through this thing. And it's it went into the trash at the Orange County Airport. That's what had to happen. Aww. That was that. It Aww. happens. I know. Mickey first sacrificed Mickey onesie.
1: No, That hurt you should more than Should be feel like else. it should have been
0: buried or something. <laughs> it did. I cried. I had a little memorial service, said a prayer. Um, did the mourner's cottage over it. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> yeah, swimsuits. All right. Um, swimsuits,
1: uh, bring
0: them. All right, done. All right. Uh, where Where are we well, diving into the world of Disney history this week?
1: Yeah. So I have a ride I want to talk about for the vault today at Disneyland. And I actually did all my research this morning at like 5.30 because I woke up early and thought I I thought I was going to do Autopia. I had it in my head and immediately I went to Google and I searched a totally different ride. And I'm so glad I did because I did not know half of its history. And so I picked a ride that Is, I guess, technically new for Disneyland, but it's 26 years old and it is none other than the Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Oh
0: my God, Dana, I love that ride. It makes me so happy.
1: Can you believe it's 26 years old now? I
0: can't believe it's 26 years old. Like, I mean, I can. I think when you watch the, like, pre-show video that they haven't changed in 26 years. Also, that's the thing Disney does. They never change their damn pre-show videos. Like... I same, don't want them to. The I, dinosaur, love, I love Star
1: Tours with the lady with the, the hair yep, on the side yep. of her face. Yep. Is, oh, know, I don't want them to ever change them.
0: Well, and then Star Tours is also... Allison Janney does the voice. Yes. But no, yeah. um, Dinosaur, the, like weird cousin to Indiana Jones at Mm -hmm. uh, Florida, Claire Huxtable. (laughs) Like, Yes. (laughs) It's amazing. Anyway, that video is so old. Anyway, go on.
1: They always just reek of the time and era that they came out, which is also what I love about them. Um, And also, so Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye, uh, let me start over again. Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye was opened on March 4th, 1995, but this was a seven-year-long process for them to make this ride. So taking us back to the late 80s, at Disneyland, they had, in the early 80s, opened up Star Tours, and it had been like this big to-do. It was so revolutionary, and everybody realized like, oh, Lucasfilm and Star Wars, this seems to be a really good marriage with Disney. Uh, And so the Imagineers and Disney corporate went back to Lucasfilm to pitch them a couple of other ideas centered all around Indiana Jones. So this was very much targeted to that collaboration with Lucasfilms. Um, Real quick, can you guess, now I'm not including Galaxy's Edge here because that's a whole land, but can (laughs) you figure out the other four projects in America, uh, the America Disney parks that they collaborated with the George Lucas team?
0: Ooh. Four other, so aside. Well, there's three
1: other, so,
0: well, there's so there's Indiana Jones and Star Wars, Star Tours. Star well, yeah, Star Tours, but not counting that. And then there's two more or three more.
1: Mm-hmm, there's
0: two more. Ooh. Well, does Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular count? Or is- that's we- one of them. Okay, that's one All of right. them. Yeah, which I love, and they still haven't reopened yet because you know we can't sit next to each other. Um. Oh man. It's not Pandora, wasn't Lucas, so that wouldn't be it. Uh, you may have me stumped.
1: This was actually the first collaboration they did. Can I get with, a clue? With Disney. Um, Michael Jackson.
0: <gasps> Which is gone, though, right? Yeah. Cap- yep. Oh, Captain, EO. Captain EO. Captain EO. Oh. No, it's
1: one. Which is now just one. like
0: a preview movie theater for more Disney propaganda.
1: I mean, I feel like we need to do a vault on Captain EO because it's got a (laughs) sordid history, I think. But um, it it was there. It went away. It came back. definitely went away. Um, And it's gone now. But all that to say, so we're going back to Indiana Jones. This is now like 1988. Everybody's obsessed with Indiana Jones. They know the Star Wars stuff has gone so well. Captain EO was very popular at the time. And so Disney offered Lucasfilms will- take over all of Adventureland and make it Indiana Jones's Adventureland. And so oh. they pitched three rides or three attractions in in Adventureland that got greenlit initially. So the first one was a walkthrough maze that was going to be Indiana Jones themed. The second one was a roller coaster that was going to be a mine train roller coaster. And the third is what we currently have which is the car chase um Experience
0: did they and so did, did they take the yeah. mind train idea and put that in Paris? Is that what they did? Oh, I don't
1: know. I don't know. We that wrote one. It,
0: it's horrible. We wrote it in Paris and it's awful. But anyway, go on.
1: Oh, may, maybe. Well, basically, they realized quickly that if they wanted to do all of this, they would either have to take out the jungle cruise or absorb it somehow. <gasps> And they were going to until they real. I know they were going to take it out. But then they realized that they didn't have enough money because this car ride one was going to cost them too much money. So they scrapped the roller coaster and they ended up absorbing the maze into what is now the queue for the Uh, Indiana Jones ride. So you still get kind of hold on. Wait,
0: they were actually going to get rid of the Jungle Cruise at one point. Like, I, I can't wrap my head around this
1: they were going to get rid of it. And then they were like, well, maybe we can keep it and incorporate the, make the Jungle Cruise an Indiana Jones Jungle Cruise of
0: sorts. No, 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 no.
1: But don't worry, it's fine. Jungle Cruise lives another day, so (sighs) it's okay. Um, So let's talk a little bit about this line. (laughs) Like if you've ever ridden this ride, you know that the line takes forever to go through. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious, how long do you think mileage wise that line is from the start the entrance to getting on the ride vehicle
0: well i gotta think about it because i know it gets you underneath the esplanade because that's where the ride is actually like underground in between the two parks so
1: yeah
0: quarter of a mile half a mile half a mile is it really half a mile You
1: walk half a mile just to get on this ride. It's worth it because you get to go through the temple and you see all these great things. Here's another fun fact. They have 1,300 movie props from the Indiana Jones movies littered all throughout the queue, a few inside the ride itself, but mostly it's all in the queue. And the biggest one is um, the, like, German patrol truck that's at the very front. That is from Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: Ah, Who knew? That was the actual movie props.
1: Yeah. Isn't that cool? All right, Disney. I know. I know. And so they really put it, like, it's all really well done. Um, They have a couple, like, cool booby trap moments that you can kind of pull on and people scream and all that stuff. But here's another fun fact I didn't know about this whole area until this morning. Um, I do know they have, like, hieroglyphics and different little, like, Features on the walls. Well, those are all Imagineer codes, of course. And there? so when the park opened, or when the ride opened, I know those nerds, I love them so much. Um, when the ride opened at first, I think it was the first full year, you as a guest riding it could get a card that had a, like a decoder card. So you could read the hieroglyphics and they were assigned a letter. And you could figure out what the messages were that the Imagineers were leaving. So wow. I wrote a couple of them down. This it, it's so like Christmas story, like drink your Ovaltine. But um, <laughs> one of them is true rewards await those who choose wisely, and another one, <laughs> another one is one look will lead through the tunnel of torment to the gates of doom. It's like, they're ridiculous.
0: I should, I want that as a poster. Can I have that as a poster? One look will lead through the gates of torment to the temple of doom. Is that what it said? Or the gates yeah, of doom? Yeah,
1: one look will lead through the tunnel of torment to the gates of doom. I need
0: that as a sign above a mirror. <laughs> Just I put know. that in my house. That'll go over well.
1: Well, I want to ask next time we go on this, because they said you can still ask cast members at the front of the line for that same decoder ticket. They still have it? Yourself. That's what the internet tells me.
0: Ooh, we're going to have to try so that. We
1: should try. I know.
0: And then get really um, upset and like stomp off and scream about how much money we paid for this. No.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But so anyhow, um, <clears throat> that's just another fun feature to it. So hold on. I lost my spot. Okay. So going back to the ride itself. So you had kind of already said this. You walk half a mile and you kind of go underground. Well, you're going underground a little bit because you're going underneath the railroad train tracks. And actually, the ride itself isn't underground. You go into a show house where the where the ride is housed. Um, that is fifty seven thousand square feet Holy inside Lord. that whole ordeal. And where is it located? Well, it's technically outside of the Disney property or the Disney land. Um, and this is the same that they do for Pirates and Haunted Mansion. But when you go in, you are actually closest to where the tram drops you off at downtown Disney. So if you've been to Disneyland, you've parked a car and ridden the tram, where it drops you off, take a look to the left-hand side and you'll see a building with like some shrubs kind of trying to cover it up. It's like a whitish building. That is Indiana Jones. Huh.
0: See, I always yeah, thought I it was actually built underground. Little did I know. Nope.
1: No. Nope. Like a little bit of it is the line is underground. But yeah. you come back up. So anyhow, inside the ride, um, Tony Baxter, I talked about him before. We
0: love I'm starting Tony. to really love
1: Tony Baxter as I'm That's learning more about him. But he created Star Tours and he figured out like with Star Tours, you're in this big box, right? And it's on a hydraulic platform known as a gimbal. And so it moves back and forth, makes it feel like you're in space. Um, he basically – while coming up with the idea for Indiana Jones, had taken his car to the car wash, because you have to do that all the time here in Los Angeles. And he was thinking about the track that you get on when you're in the car wash line. And was like, I wonder if I could take this feature and marry it with what I've created for Star Tours. And that's exactly what he did. So he made basically these... Individual ride vehicles with a gimbal track underneath, and that's what simulates the up and down motion. So it feels like you're going over rough terrain and dodging, you know, puffs of air or bullets as, as they want you to believe. So like the yeah.
0: ass spiders. Oh, I hate the spiders. I hate that bit. I am a grunt ass man, and that bit scares me to death.
1: I know. I'll take the snake Every any day, but the spiders I can't do. <laughs> So, one other fun fact that I've never noticed, but now I really want to check this out next time we go on it. That hallway with all the skeletons, when they are, like, throwing darts at you or puffs of air, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scaring you. Um, apparently, there's a bunch of skeletons on the ground. I'm usually trying to dodge the air, which I'm like, why are you doing that, Dana? It's air. But I am. Um, I it's guess It's not air, left-
0: Dana. It's real. They are real spheres okay. coming from oh, the skeletons to take you down.
1: Oh, God. Mm. Um <laughs> Well, I want to actually focus on that room because on the left-hand side, one of the skeletons has a Mickey hat that has embroidered bones on it. Like the words what? bones.
0: I know. Okay. Now we have to find that next time like, we go.
1: Um, and the last little kind of fun fact I have about this ride is, um, so Mara is the name of the like temple god that you see at the very beginning and everything. And um, in 2013, they did a refurb. So they added some cool lights and everything. Uh. But I didn't know this. The voice of Mara is another very famous person who is in the Lucasfilm orbit. And I'm curious if you have any guesses who that booming, deep voice of Mara is.
0: Oh, man. In the Lucasfilm orbit.
1: Mm
0: mm-hmm. hmm. Hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why? I am a horrible human being. I cannot remember her name. Her um, name is a guy. Oh. Well, I was gonna, gonna go with I was I was going with a woman, but it's a guy?
1: Yeah, so this is Mara, the like temple god right. at the very beginning, who is oh, like yeah, you yeah, have yeah. been cursed. Yeah. So any idea who that voice is?
0: Oh man. Uh no. I I don't know. Considering I was going with a woman with a deep voice, but
1: You have not been on this ride in a while. So been, it is been. it is James Earl Jones, Darth is Vader. Is it really? Yeah. Ah, All right. In 2014, when they did this kind of overlay, they decided to change his voice and be a little bit more higher pitched. And I just recently watched a YouTube video to hear it, and the voice kind of sounds like Jafar. It's a little more like snake-like sounding. But that was Neil Patrick Harris, and it didn't last very long. It was like two months, and everybody was like, "I know him."
0: I know. Like eye Um, roll, ginormous eye roll that just happened. I know.
1: Well, so it didn't last. Uh, it was like two months and everybody was like, bring back the original voice. And so now it's still uh, James Earl Jones if you go on the
0: ride. So I got to ask you, because, y- you know, obviously you've been on both. You've been on Indiana Jones and in Dinosaur. Which one mm-hmm. do you like better?
1: Oh, without a doubt, Indiana Jones. It's far superior.
0: You think? Did Wait, it, which came first? How are
1: we debating this?
0: I know. Like, okay. You know well, that Indiana
1: Jones is so much better. And Indiana Jones came first.
0: Okay. but And then they basically built the exact same track down in Florida and turned it into a dinosaur ride where you're like, mm-hmm. it's stealing a dinosaur and bringing it back in time, which is completely insane. But I don't know. I, I think dinosaur is scarier. It's more of a yeah, but- scary ride, especially when that thing, that giant t-rex or whatever jumps out at you and they get you your picture right then but um
1: it's so I, loud it's so it's, loud it's really i don't loud. like how loud it is
0: but the indiana jones i gotta say i i another moment of i'm gonna be very upset and storming out like i said the other week about um the shaman at the navi river journey when like she's not there at the end and you're uh-huh. like great i waited in line for 18 hours to see a video screen <laughs> yeah. um the last couple times I remember writing Indiana Jones before the pandemic, the last effect was not working. The ball, the giant oh, no. ball where he it's coming at you and you yeah. dip down, the ball boulder. was just the boulder, the ball boulder, giant ball boulder. Uh, it wasn't there and it was just Indiana hanging on a rope and you're like, What? And then you oh, like wow. go down the thing and you see him like sitting down there, like you do, but the whole effect of the boulder coming down was just not working and so it was highly disappointing it's like all those like buzz kills when they go into b mode for these rides and it's like you know i haven't seen the like speaking of b modes i haven't seen the rise of resistance b mode where kylo ren is apparently like when he when the like wicked witch kylo ren isn't there yeah. you know what i'm yeah, talking yeah. about him the wicked witch i do it literally yep. looks like they stole wicked witch from the great movie ride rest in peace yep. um and When he's not working, he's like flying around on a ship outside on a video screen, and they blow it up. Oh, that's disappointing. So I haven't seen that, but that that would be like oh, waited all day. Anyway, um, I do love Indy. I do. One more
1: thing I remembered to share. Sorry, you you say your last bit, and I'll cut that part out because I cut you off.
0: No, go ahead. You.
1: Oh, one more thing I was going to share about Indiana Jones. Um, It came out in 1995 and they had Jonathan, like child Jonathan Taylor Thomas do all of the promos. So also go to YouTube and find these because they're adorable. So he's in a little Indiana Jones hat and jacket and he's walking through and being like, come on, guys, let me show you this ride. And it's adorable. But they couldn't afford
0: Harrison Ford, so they got JTT.
1: They got JTT. They're like, this kid, he'll work. He probably did, um, and I didn't know this. Uh, that year in 1995, the Super Bowl halftime show was all Indiana Jones themed, specifically because of the opening of this ride. So That's they were really Synergy. trying to pull in the numbers. Yep, it works. Oh my god, and it's I love still great. It, it and it's is 26 years old now.
0: It is one of my favorite rides at Disneyland. It always has a crazy long wait, um, but I love it and it's fun. And the queue is so good. Um, I yeah. I do. I do love it. And I love when you see Indy there when you come in. It's always like, oh, Indy. Yeah, it's fun.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Well, look, um, I I feel like we need to go recover or just go drink more to put the week of staring at screens to get our Disney tickets behind us. So I'm going to do that.
1: I think that's a great plan. I think I'm going to join you on that. My eyes are so tired of staring at screens. It was so ridiculous. I will say if anybody's looking to get tickets, I think something that's important to know is that they're doing a rolling ticket basis right now. So if you want to go in July or August or any dates after that, they're not available yet. So you kind of have to wait 60 days out to get those dates.
0: But there also might be a chance that they release more tickets for opening day too.
1: It's possible, yeah. I mean, look, we're so – everything's so unpredictable because we're still waiting for tiers to change because of COVID. We're still waiting to see what, what might happen. Hey. By the time we go in late June, there might be a lot more open than uh, there will be. June 15th in June.
0: California, the governor's declared coronavirus is over. So <laughs> I don't know because it works like that, guys. Um, oh. so
1: not
0: Yeah. June 15th, no more COVID in California um great i mean there are there already parts of the state that pretend like it didn't happen so that's another conversation for another day but on that note (laughs) thank you all for listening to us yammer 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 about our love disney in california
1: oh we have an email address
0: oh yeah we do now i forgot
1: yeah do you want to tell them
0: yeah guys it's really hard Ready? (laughs) Gendpod at gmail.com. So send us your hate mail. uh, Tell us everything we said wrong. Call out everything. We'll read the meanest. No, I'm kidding. We won't read them. And maybe we will. That could be kind of fun to like read the meanest comments. So send us your worst and then you'll get on the air. Um, No, uh, send us nice thoughts. (laughs) Tell us what you want to hear. If if you have suggestions as parents and like how you manage Disney with your kids, we'd love to hear those suggestions and we can talk about those.
1: Yeah, please do. So that's uh gendpodcast at gmail.com. Oh,
0: nope. Gendipod. Nope. Gendipod. Gen D pod.
1: Gen, Gen, D pod. D
0: pod. Gen D okay, pod. I'll
1: cut that part out.
0: <laughs> Gen D pod. No, Gendpod at Gmail. I'll leave it in. Gend pod. Don't do podcasts and then some random person is gonna get your email. Um but yeah, Gend pod. And remember, if you are planning your living in California or you wanna go to Disney World, I think you should call Dana.
1: Yep. You can give me a call. You can also just email me at jendepod, and I can get you a price quote and uh, set you up. Also works for Disney world. If you're looking to go to Disney world, I work for a travel agency and happy to help you book your Disney trip.
0: Awesome. Well, on that note, thanks everybody. And we'll talk to you guys again next week.